For spoiler-averse listeners, this episode of Digging for Idols contains spoilers of Season 13, Cook Islands of Survivor. For over 20 years, CBS's Survivor has been the most brutal and life-changing adventure in unscripted television. But even more challenging, more harrowing, are the numerous appearances by Survivor castaways in non-Survivor film and television. They represent a storied history that burns hot with the flame of victory, the ash of defeat, and the triumph of celebrity. Now, co-hosts Christopher and Taylor are turning over every rock on the beach of entertainment, seeking to uncover these precious, sometimes punishing, pop culture artifacts. Join them as they go digging for idols. Winners are going to the movies Survivor style. You need to dig it right now! Welcome to Digging for Idols, where we dig up old performances by our Survivor castaway idols in non-Survivor media and examine and appreciate and review them. My name is Christopher. I will be joined by Taylor in a second here. She asked me to be recording when she joined the episode. So we're about to find out what she has in store. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is really something. It's very subtle. <laughs> it's just it's a new family member. Wow. A new family member. He's been a part of America's family since the oh. year 2000. You're, you're right. <laughs> Uncle Jeff probst. Well, there is a rather massive, I'm going to say, man, the <laughs> colors are so vivid that it almost looks like a green screened in image. <laughs> it really does. What we have behind Taylor for the listeners is a rather massive looking portrait uh, print of Jeff Probst. Is that on the canvas or a, like a blanket or what? Some sort of cotton. Some like sort of cotton, cotton print. And it's Jeff standing in front of a wall of purple flames. So I was like, oh my gosh, it's only $40. I'll get the medium. And then it was like, not medium. That's the extra, medium? Extra. <laughs> it's a statement piece. Wow. I felt like for the office just letting go of the aesthetic of the rest of my house and digging in it's so great <laughs> i'm so survivor. happy this is the first episode that we've recorded since the pod has been out i know to how let, do you feel i i feel great how do you feel oh i love it to let the listeners it. in we recorded the first four in like a 10-day span been slowly releasing them so the first four episodes were all recorded before any had come out, and this is the first time we've assembled. And you can see, you could see it taking shape. You can see it in the face of Jeff Probst behind you, and in behind <laughs> me. I, I don't know if you can see yes. any of my. Our our backdrops are starting to take shape, but wow, that is really like Jeff is as big as you in the frame. <laughs> it's quite frightening. Um, it came it came flat packed, and I just kept unraveling it, and was like. Oh, I have to show you a photo I took of Clark, who's three and a half, mm. standing in front of it, like doing the same pose. It's just <laughs> shocking. <laughs> so good. You're missing a Gabon flag here. Oh, no, I'm it... not. <laughs> it's not in frame. There it oh, is. Oh, no. I was left a beautiful <laughs> gift on my front porch of a, <laughs> a teeny tiny cutie little flag of the country Gabon. Um, I feel like I'm supposed to pronounce that with an accent, but there's no Survivor Gabon flag available, so mm. Country Gabon is the next best thing, and I love it so much. Thank you, Chris. You're very welcome. City TV Tuesday. Tell me the truth. Did you break the vase? 
No. When did your children start lying to you? It was in the hospital, I think. Amber was born and she said, it wasn't my vodka. I don't know how to dance. I didn't want to ask someone who's going to humiliate me. Or say no more. Catch an all new episode of the critically acclaimed Parenthood. 10 Tuesday on City TV. <sighs> did you check out my name on our call? Assemblywoman to yeah. check. Here. Yeah, that's my name. <laughs> I'm inspired by our star of this episode. True. So we're here today specifically to talk about season one, episode nine of the TV show Parenthood, which aired in 2010 and features a guest appearance from Sundra Oakley from season 13, Cook Islands, a survivor, which that aired in 2006. Did you ever watch Parenthood? I didn't um, at the time, and I did enjoy the episode for sure. I watched that previously on Parenthood. (laughs) <laughs> three times in a row i just kept going back and watching <laughs> at least it, it was season one because there were, i think there are five or six seasons and it's a huge family so you can get oh, really God. lost there's so many bravermans way <laughs> so too many, many. Bra- so many well when you pitched this episode you you this one was one of your ideas i was definitely into it i was never not into it but later when i saw that Sundra, our survivor, had been on an episode of Lost. I was like, damn, oh. missed opportunity because Lost is one of my favorite shows ever. So maybe we can circle around and do that one. Yeah, maybe later. next year. But something about Sundra on Sundra's season of Survivor was that Sundra's occupation was actress. Yeah. I was so excited because I watched Parenthood and I love it. Total comfort watch. It's really fun to watch as someone who is an only child, married to an only child, with an only child, to see a huge-ass family represented that's not, like, in a cult. Fun. So fun. <laughs> like, like not like a Duggar Bates situation. Like, sure, sure. Something about parenthood that was interesting is we keep coming up with these Gilmore Girls connections, and of course... Oh, yeah, we do. Lauren Graham, who... Lauren Graham is never not playing Lauren Graham. So by Mm -hmm. extension, Lauren Graham is always playing Lorelai. So every Lauren Graham character is Lauren Graham and is also Lorelai. So I thought it was interesting that we all had another like mother-daughter relationship in which she would have had to have been a teen mom situation based on Mae Whitman's age. But it was like an alternate universe Gilmore Girls where the daughter did not want to go to college, was actively like, fuck college, stop asking me to go to college. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had like a whole season of Gilmore Girls where Rory was complaining that she, I'm using air quotes, only got into <laughs> Yale. Oh, And yeah. it's so interesting watching Lauren Graham in any role because they all sound like Lorelai. She always sounds like Lorelai, and she makes the writing sound like it's written for Lorelai, even if it's not. One thing about Parenthood that I really like, especially as it went on, they did tons of improv. Mm. They would just say, like, okay, Amber needs to leave the room angry and upset about, like, like a boy problem. And that would be it. And you can see them start to play with that even in season one. So it Mm. does really sound like Lauren Graham's voice because it is. She's Lauren Graham. She can't not be Lauren Graham. There's an excellent photo of Lauren Graham with her two daughters, Alexis Bledel and Mae Whitman. <laughs> and they were like, we finally met. Oh, oh my that's God. so great. And they're all, they're all very close. That's awesome. Like road trip level close. The actor who played Adam, Peter Krause or something, mm-hmm. up until recently was in a relationship with Lauren Graham. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Like even while filming. Wow. As brother and sister. What was that, season one of Survivor? Oh, Greg? <laughs> Greg. Our second mention of Greg from Borneo and his sister. I'm feeling a little Sorry bit too that. much like Rudy. Is <laughs> fun to binge. It It is known for making you cry, though. They're just kind of like getting their feet wet in season one. Sure. And they really just 
<laughs> drive a stake into your heart later. That actually speaks to what I've actually been binging right now, which is vampire movies. They Ooh, drive a yeah. stake into your heart. <laughs> and Halloween I cry theme. during those. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, me crying at something is nothing. I cry everything. We can't help it. We're both Pisces. I would be finished probably watching the full run of the show, but that's fine. I'm into it. I'll, I'll check it out later. Uh, Erica Christensen, aka Swim Fan, her kind of storyline in this particular episode of Parenthood. For all the people who aren't renting this episode of Parenthood for $2 in preparation of listening to this. Where are you? <laughs> Get with it. We suffer for our art. Uh, her child knocks over a vase, and she sort of uh, is taking a lawyery approach to investigating the subject matter. But um, she sort of realizes through that experience that maybe some, everyone in her family doesn't respect her profession or love lawyers in general. And it made me think, who are your favorite survivor lawyers? We did. Oh, my Real God. Estate I was hoping you would few, do this. <laughs> a few episodes ago, we... Briefly talked about real estate agents. Now it's the lawyer's turn to shine. In the last two weeks, I have binged Cook Islands, and I'm a huge Yule fan. Mm. So he did get his law degree, right? He did a lot of things, if you've looked at his Wikipedia. Give me the list. I feel like you must have something prepared. I have a few. Just the, off the top of my head, I didn't do a deep dive and like look up all the lawyers. But the three that immediately speak to me, one is Eliza. Oh, duh. Oh, my God. I cannot believe I even forgot that. Duh. Of course. (laughs) It's too obvious because she's such a famous lawyer that we almost not think of her as the survivor person anymore, really. (laughs) She's she's amazing. Um, Andrew Savage. Oh, yeah. Pearl Islands and then Second Chance, um, which I didn't love him watching him on the show because he felt so whiny at the time. But I think over time, I've come to appreciate his like, just could never get any traction (laughs) anytime (laughs) he was on. Um, And then... I'm a chaos cast apologist. Oh, yes. A big, I'm very into chaos cast. So those are might be my top three at least. But there are many. There are a lot of them that are out there. Let me let me do a quick search. I also love chaos cast. Okay, let's see. Oh, oh my god, Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> what an unproblematic lawyer. <laughs> to quote episode one and judge. Oh my god. Oh, you know who I do love? Mm. Nick Brown. Nick Brown from Australia. I, you know what? I think he's my favorite. Oh. So he is really high up in Washington state government currently. That's right. I remember you showing me that later. I haven't watched every season of Survivor, but I have watched season two (laughs) so many times, like an unhealthy amount of times. But Nick Brown, because he's from Washington. And honestly, I feel like one day we're going to end up voting for him for governor and maybe president. Like calling it now, put it it on the pod. He's crushing it. As of my last Google of him months ago. Are you volunteering to run his campaign like Monica <gasps> Potter was running uh, Sundra's campaign on this episode of Parenthood? Absolutely. Out of every character on Parenthood, I relate to Christina the most. And that took a lot to <laughs> admit when I first was like reflecting on the show. I was like, she's so annoying. And I was like, oh, she has all of my least favorite traits about myself. <laughs> I didn't get a big enough picture of the character just from this one episode to feel that way. Yeah, but I'll run Nick's campaign just like uh, Monica Potter, Christina Braverman, Married to Adam, ran her old friend's campaign. Mm-hmm. Assemblywoman Denise Bowser. Bowser. Before we rewind and talk more about Sundra's season of Survivor, Cook Islands, there's one more thing about this episode of Parenthood that I wanted to bring up that I think was kind of funny. So one of the major storylines revolves around a black bra arriving in the mail so we discover that it's 
Adam's daughter's bra, but they don't, the parents don't realize it at first. There's sort of like a mistaken identity on who the bra belongs to. And I appreciate that because we have a classic digging for idols uh, connection. Oh my God. (laughs) As you know, I once bought a black bra that arrived in the mail from someone on Survivor who wore the bra in question on the island on Survivor, and I'm holding it in my hand right now. (laughs) In his hands. (laughs) This is it. Um, The bra that belonged to Kelly Kim on season 39 of Survivor. I bought it in an auction fundraiser for the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. (laughs) I felt very self-conscious about bidding on a woman's bra, for one. But it's for a good cause. What did she say? There was a bit in it about just, you know, first of all, thank you and everything. And thanks for being a fan. And um, she wrote a note about how she hid the idol that she had. She tried to hide it in this bra, which you can (gasps) see how tiny this bra is. Teeny. The bra was like her top in much of this season. As we've talked about, the wardrobe options are Mm, terrible. Unfortunately. So it was basically her shirt for much of the season and tried to hide the idol in this. But the she said that production would often like lift up their shirts to mic them, Ooh. and so it became like an unsafe place to hide the idol. Um, for the for the listeners, it's technically a bralette. That's just true. So everyone's aware it's not a it's it you know you're right. It helps, but it's minimal support. Not enough for an idol. Are you going to frame it in a shadow box? I think so because I have one shadow box behind me now, but I have one, about a second that's empty, and I could put some more Survivor trinkets in it that I have, including the bra. I feel like it would be a little <laughs> less surprising to walk into like a guest room or an office and see a framed bra than to see a four foot Jeff Probst. <laughs> More subtle. They'd be like, I have questions, but I'm uncomfortable. I'm not going to ask about the bra. But Jeff Probst, like, what the fuck is going on there, Taylor? Now the new survivors will have their own adventures in this Russian exotic land. And Exile Island will return with new twists. Who will outwit, outplay, and outlast all the others? Join us this fall for the premiere of Survivor Cook Islands. When we talk about Sundra, when you look up Sundra on Survivor Wikipedia, like one of in the first sentence, it's like known primarily for like making it pretty far in Cook Islands, but also the fire challenge, which oh. is such a tragedy that that's what she's remembered for and i can rant about this more later but i just feel like the whole of sundra's game that season was way better than that one fire making thing so it's tragic that people boil it down to that yeah it's in her first little paragraph i watched it yesterday because i've been recently binging it because i watched cook islands which it came out in fall of 2006 for anyone who hasn't seen that season it's probably most well-known because that was the season where they started the tribes, four tribes, along racial lines. A.K.A. the most diverse cast until the CBS diversity change in season 41. Isn't that sad? Because when I look at this season, the later episodes, there's so much representation. But then you have to remember, like it's probably only because CBS wanted to do this racial tribes thing, which only lasts for like a couple episodes, then they tribe swap well you know 17 on the fun fact 17 of 20 people on that season were recruited including sundra so very mm-hmm. i mean they really had to work i like the cast a lot so excellent casting i wouldn't have guessed that they were 90 percent <laughs> recruited people based on the product you get i mean the white people sorry but maybe that pretty obvious that they were disinterested models it's a lot of 
returning players came out of this season. Yep. Parv, Penner, Candace. Anesthesiologist um, Candace from our hospital, right? <laughs> from Gray's Anatomy, Gray's Sloan and Gray's Memorial, Pacific Northwest Institute. That's so true. We also got from this season, Ozzy. How do you feel about Ozzy? Ozzy, I think his love language is fish. If he likes you, he's giving you fish. And if he's not happy, then the first words out of his mouth are, I should stop giving these people fish. This was a really young season, though. Penner was the oldest person for a mm. long time. Like, I think I saw after day 15, he was the only person in their 40s. Mm. Everyone else was, like, young 30s. Billy, the multi-talented romantic. By the way, this season, the Cook Islands should be a pod favorite because it features probably the most literal digging for idols. Every person is shown digging in the ground for the same idol, which has been found like weeks prior. <laughs> and so there's constant digging for idols and references to digging for idols. So it's perfect. You better dig. So far in this conversation, Sundra's not a forgettable player by any means, no. but there are so many iconic players that people talk about first. True. I read something where she said... She said, I wouldn't do it again, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. I think that's a healthy attitude to have. But she played well. She was in one of my favorite alliances ever. Do you remember alliances? Weren't those fun sometimes? (laughs) The I24. So that was Sundra, Yule, Becky, and Ozzy, who had been sort of like pushed aside. And then there was like the cool jock alliance was the other alliance. And they picked them off one by one until it was just the four of them left. Rightfully so. Right. And they had some cool times where they went on rewards I felt were really heartwarming. And she performed well. Oh, for sure. When they, they did the reward where they went and saw their pictures. The mutiny episode is when Jonathan Penner and Candace... They bounced out of I2, and then the I24 were left, and they're like, what just happened? Then they had a challenge. They, total underdogs, won that challenge, which, oh my god, the women rolling in the barrels made me want to vomit. <laughs> oh my god. I get so nauseous. I know you do, too. I'm like, to, they had to roll down a hill in a barrel, and then they, like, put buoys in there with them, so they were suffocated and rolling down a hill, like, really fast. Ugh. Um, but Sandra got to go on some cool reward challenges back when they would go and do something after winning a challenge. Uh, she was there for the family, the loved ones visits. Her mom got to yeah. come to the island and they did that. She was going head to head with Ozzy in the final immunity challenge, like that's bouncing right. on a post for two and a half hours, which Awful. that's cool. Oh, those, are, those look the most brutal. Ugh. But she got really close. So elegant throughout, like always had a great attitude so smart. She was in a great alliance, very loyal. I mean, just the loyalty of the I24, the fact that no one ever flipped, like it excellent. For the all the things that Sundra did the whole season, making it, you know, halfway through the final episode, the finale, the fact that people Absolutely. just point to this fire challenge, which this particular fire challenge, neither person could get it quite going. Well, Jeff goes, "Stop." <laughs> bringing the matches miraculously becky's fire suddenly erupts that's true and both becky and sandra said that they had been practicing a ton and this was just like you know high stakes high pressure i wouldn't want to do it no me neither that's why i'm a first boot (laughs) (laughs) so sandra's on parenthood denise bowser that's quite a name as we said running for some kind of office what was denise bowser running for i did not really catch it was it governor Honestly, I don't know. I was Googling what is an assemblywoman. I think she already was assemblywoman Bowser. I noticed that they had a map and the map was of all of California. So I was like, this seems, 
I'm I was just looking in the background for any other clues. <laughs> you were I digging. Could, yeah, I was digging. I saw a map of California and, and thought maybe it's a statewide position at least. It could be because the show is based in Berkeley. So maybe it was a state thing. Maybe it was a senator thing. I don't know. I had subtitles on and I still missed it. <laughs> but it looked very important. Huge campaign staff. Yes. When we meet Denise Bowser, she's escorting in. Christina. Is that Christina, Christina Braverman? Braverman? Christina Braverman. Sister-in-law. Okay. And explaining, hey, I, I'm so happy to have you on the campaign. And then she introduces Christina to some of her other campaign staffers. Um, and then sort of leaves them to their devices to work on the campaign. And in my mind, I'm thinking, we're going to see Denise Bowser again later. We do not see Denise Bowser again because there's just too many Bravermans. There's so many Bravermans. That's right. Yeah, we don't see Denise again, but we do hear about Denise again in future episodes, I'm pretty sure, because Christina, before she had kids, she has a a teenager and a elementary, sixth grade-ish son, She used to work on a lot of different campaigns, and that's why her good friend Denise brought her back. Christina's a little bit overwhelmed, though, because everyone is so young on the campaign. Mm. They're all calling her dude. I've got a problem with people calling me dude. I don't love it, exactly. Well, no. But Denise Bowser's scene is pretty short, really. It was tragically brief. I thought there might be more to it. But I did like that she was doing a campaign because of how close... Sundra got to final tribal. I was like, ooh, there's ooh. a campaign there. And then also, her final line was, I have to go shake some trees. All right, heads up, guys. Heads up for a second. This is Christina Braverman. She helped me on my very first campaign when I ran for school board. She helped me write my platform and basically got me elected. Oh, I did not. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Okay, <laughs> listen, she is a great asset. Use her. Thanks. Oh, thank, thank you so much oh for coming. God, I was so happy when you said you were coming. Thank you. Oh it's been God. so long. I want to hear all about the family. Oh, gosh. Need to catch good. up. Yeah. Max we'll have a drink a later. Bit. Yeah, of course. Max oh, my God. Listen. Got to go shake some trees. I'm sorry. We'll talk. We'll catch up later. All right? Good luck. I wrote that down as well. <laughs> I knew you would because that feels survivor relevant. I don't oh, yeah. I don't remember if Sundra ever shook a tree to get coconuts that season. She but definitely saw Ozzy do it. Ozzy was doing it. Cowboy oh, was yeah. doing it. There was lots of tree shaking that season for sure. So that's do you think a, that was an improv line? It just made me wonder... <laughs> Now that we're doing this show, is is digging for idols changing my brain, or are we just seeing these things now? There's so many potential Survivor references and things that we can't confirm or deny, but they seem like they're there. They're there if you look for them, baby, dude. <laughs> Keep digging. No. <laughs> I mean, she was there and gone in less than a minute. It was very. But she quick. was so positive. Mm-hmm. Like it was a very warm relationship she had with christina you know I, I liked her immediately she had a pink power suit on if i remember right it wasn't like a, oh this is a guest spot for a survivor player from four years ago it was like this is yes. a working actor doing a role and doing a great job it's just such a tiny role in this case i know she crushed it though she did great yeah yes it definitely didn't feel like a sue hawk situation sundra was cast because she's an actress and she happened to have also been on survivor and placed fourth so how does this fit for you when you rate a performance like this on our survivor scale when you take into account all these factors well yeah so should we should go over our appearance rating scale we have first boot pre-merge merge feast making fire final tribal soul survivor and the cm money the elusive cm money the as yet un 
administered a sea of money. No it's going to be a big day. It. it will be. <laughs> We've had one Soul Survivor rating so far. If you missed it, I gave Sean Rector Soul Survivor rating for his appearance on yes. Everybody Hates Chris. But that's it so far. So we're not, these aren't easy ratings that we're handing out here. Well, for Sandra's performance in this one episode of Parenthood, I actually gave her Soul Survivor. Okay, okay. Well, I love Parenthood. Women who support women. Sandra's character helping her friend, who she knew is a talented campaign strategist. Um, she just seems like a great character. We love seeing black women represented in politics. I don't know. I just loved it. The totality of the role and its place on the show, peripheral factors yeah. are becoming a part of your... Oh, absolutely. She just seems so nice. Mm-hmm. It felt very convincing. You could have told me that Sandra was a congresswoman or assemblywoman. He's saying congresswoman. What is she running for? We should look that up. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we'll never She's know. an assemblywoman Bowser. <laughs> we rented the episode. It's going to be gone. I paid good money to know what <laughs> office Bowser was running for. I know. We'll never know. But she seems so convincing. That's the excellent acting coming into play. And mm-hmm. for that, I'm giving her sole survivor. I loved it. We love it. It was small, but mighty. I can plainly see from her credits and from her performance here that she's a very skilled actress, but I didn't feel like the role gave her like an opportunity to flex or express emotionally. So I'm going with Making Fire for that reason. And I want to make it very clear that it, I am not going Making Fire because of Sundra's Fire Challenge. Are you sure? I'm very sure. It feels a little pointed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I respect it. I understand. I just felt like there was just so many like subtle moments in her acting in that one minute. I was like, I love you. But there are a lot of intangible factors here and that's totally fine. Yeah. Would love Mm -hmm. to see more. I definitely would have loved to see more. Of course, in my mind, I was like, oh, does Denise Bowser come back? But I already know that she doesn't. Otherwise, I would have seen it in the on yeah. Sundra's IMDb. So Sad. I would love to revisit another Sundra role, as I said, either Lost yes. or something else um, in the future. Much like I think I would like to have seen Sundra come back and do another season of Survivor, I'm sure that ship has sailed for her wanting to do that sounds like you said she wouldn't do it she again. said no she said she simply said i would would like to not recreate this ever again <laughs> maybe we can get sundra to come on for the next one she's very active on social media someone's gonna come on eventually we're gonna get somebody yeah we really appreciate everybody who has subscribed or left us a specifically a five-star rating on oh, apple Podcasts or spotify or whatever thank you for listening We're going to keep at it. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep digging. And we hope you will too.